0: Welcome to I Spit on Your Grades. Uh, today we are doing the long overdue Halloween edition, uh, which, due to life, love, and everything in between, has been delayed. Our apologies. Uh, you're joined by me, Faye, and Mercer. Hello. And Christopher. Hello. And we are, for the first time in a long time, together in the same room.
1: Together again, again.
0: I'm leaving. <laughs>
2: I'm coming too. How are we all? Yeah, really good, thank you. Okay. Uh, life's standard. Same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Nothing new, nothing different. No? No?
0: I don't know, you, uh, you got you got that eyeball piercing. It's looking pretty on point.
2: Why, thank you. I am actually going to be getting, I'm going to wait and for laser surgery for my eyes. Oh yeah? To stop me from getting glaucoma and going blind. So everyone feel sorry for me, please. You've seen Final Destination though, you know what's going to happen. You bastard. <laughs> isn't
1: we'll, isn't we'll, it isn't we'll, it? We'll, we'll do our, fa- our favourite Final Destination episode today before you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just to put your mind at rest. <laughs> Fine. You know, uh, I myself was in that there London last week to see um, the brilliant Inside Number Nine. Inside? Number nine.
1: Inside, inside, number inside, nine.
0: Inside, inside, number nine, uh, which was brilliant and funny and delightful and charming. And some really good stories came out of it. It was just an evening. It was basically an evening with Steve Pemberton and Reesha Smith, and it was fantastic.
2: Did you uh, flood your basements? Oh,
0: I may have. I mean, it it was in a Halloween attire of sorts. He had a black suit on, but he had Halloween socks and a Halloween orange tie. So, yeah, me, me and Caitlin might have got a little a little too happy about that. Yeah. Shouldn't really be saying it in front of my husband, but there you go.
1: It's fine. I know your love for Rees Smith poor, and Pora is absolutely fine.
0: Yes. Christopher, what were you doing whilst I was swanning it about in London?
1: I was looking after our baby.
0: <laughs> not an actual baby. Mercer's prediction has not come true.
1: No, Not I've, pregnant
0: all the time, you thought, were pregnant I was, every
1: ta- time. I was taking care of my willy. <laughs> and in between doing that, I was catching up on some of the stuff that I missed at Cereo Scream. So I managed to catch up with The Deep House and Antlers. Oh no, Antlers, sorry, I saw yesterday. I managed to catch up with The Deep House and Lamb. And also, we need to do something. I haven't watched Titan. Titan. Titan yet.
0: What did you think of Lamb.
1: I, en- I enjoyed Lamb, for the most part. The I didn't lo- I didn't love it. I thought it was I thought it was good. The ending I was very much on board with Mercer's. What the fuck, rather than yes, A wonderful. It's a
0: good ending
1: moment. I know we always see someone to where you go. Oh, you can't be saying gatekeeping and saying that's not a horror film. Blah blah blah. But what, not- Lamb really isn't a horror film at all.
0: It is. It's a folk. It's a folk horror. It's
1: not. It's not a horror film. Yes. It's a drama. It's a family drama rather than anything else. But I say it's perfectly fine. I really enjoyed. We need to do something. The gear change there is really really cool. I didn't see it coming. What well,
0: one of Pat Healy's greatest roles? If you ask me, I thought it was brilliant in it. I think. You... I think I said this last time how good Pat Healy was in. We need to do something.
1: Yeah, you did. You did so great. And i must have been, would have been. One of the few people who really enjoyed the Deep House as well. I mean, I'd like to thank Andy Lonsdale for reminding
2: the world of my input to the Deep House on Twitter. Andy didn't know it was you snoring. <laughs> it's put magic Mercer It's actually added it, me.
1: I thought the deep house was perfectly fine, fair, haunted house. I say, I know you had an issue with how they were the communication and I the fact did. you didn't see them speaking, they had to do it over the radio. But I had absolutely no issue buying into that at the start, so for me, that didn't matter. The scares are perfectly finely done. As I say it's perfectly fun, fun time. Yeah. And to be fair, talk about reviews. John Dodson's on Twitter where he's where he spent his entire Twitter reviews. <laughs> slagging it. Slagging it and then said well, for Watch.
0: <laughs> what are you doing, Dodson? <laughs> what do you want about me? Um yeah. I, I don't think we've got any feedback from last time, do we? Because we didn't invite any feedback. So if you did give some feedback. No. We apologise. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not mentioning it on this oh, episode.
1: I, I see. Sorry. I think I think we did. I think people did did feedback to us, but they probably forgot they even did. Yeah. We've we've lost track of who fed back what. So we will uh, start from scratch and just start from a level pegging and just say, yeah, hey, welcome. This is our podcast. I smell your grades. <laughs>
0: Again, apologies for the delay. Uh, like I say, it's been a busy month, has October, and you know sometimes you have to take some time off, don't you?
1: Self care is important.
0: Yes, self care is, is very important.
2: Self care and
0: self love. It really sounds just like all we do is masturbate. We've literally taken time off to have a massive masturbate territory, masturbate session. Yeah, we've been circle waking. Circle jerking. Well, we have not jerked you we? I can jerk, yeah, but I can. I mean, <laughs> <You> can switch. <laughs> Anyway, um, so the films that we should have been talking about at Halloween, we are now going to talk about. I feel like I'm having to move my head from side to side to talk to you because the dog has taken over the sofa, so now I'm in the middle, and it's like tennis.
1: That's absolutely fine.
2: It is like tennis, but what's funny is you're the person talking. (laughs) You don't need to look
1: at us two when you're talking.
2: We're looking at
1: you. Fine.
0: Whatever. Okay,
1: so, should we start? So so this little known Halloween film.
0: Do you want do you want to talk about all the major ones you've picked to get attention on social media and to get the votes to mask that you know nothing about horror films
2: whatsoever. I'm just gonna put my hand up and say I was surprised at your choice. Why? Because of well, when you say what it is. It's Halloween. Halloween? Of course it's Halloween. And not the remake. No. The original Halloween. So I was surprised because it had been such, obviously, a well-known, well-loved film. We've established that when
0: I pick my choices, I do so because I genuinely love them. And not to get clout, Chris.
2: I would also like to point out, after this episode, I'm going to send a picture message of a message Faye sent to me in 2009 saying, what the fuck is the deal with Halloween? Nobody gives a shit about it anyway. I've watched it many times. She then. didn't really do that. She didn't really do that. That's a lie. That's a lie. I felt
0: like I had to cover my own back. with Yeah,
2: back. <laughs> in
1: case she <you> did. <laughs> isn't the fog? Isn't the fog set Halloween? No, no. it's saying the anniversary of the town.
0: If if the fog had been set at Halloween, I, I would have gone. Yeah, with the that's why. That's
1: why I was wondering. But yeah, no, actually, no it's, that, it's the anniversary of the town because
0: it's, yeah. because as much as I have picked Halloween. I do prefer The Fog in terms of John Carpenter films. That's just me. But wasn't set at Halloween, so wasn't my choice. The reason I picked Halloween is because of how it makes me feel. I have this very... I do, right? You can laugh and you can pull faces, but I do. When when I hear the music and when I see the pumpkin and just the whole feel of the film, it feels like Halloween to me. That's when you know it starts a spooky season and it's coming. And just everything about it just feels... Great every time you watch it, because it's such a classic. I say this all the time. There is nothing I can tell you about Halloween that you don't already know. Everybody knows Halloween. Everybody knows the story of it.
2: I don't know the story of Halloween, Faye. Please, give me a brief synopsis. (sighs)
0: Okay, so uh, we open with a young Michael Myers who has caught his sister having sex
2: and decides to go ahead and kill her. Can I just say that is the quickest piece of sex his it absolutely like see, is. It absolutely, absolutely is. Steps. Yes,
0: they really do. The only <laughs> walk upstairs, and as well, I said something about the camera angle on it. Like the camera angle isn't right for what he's supposed to be doing because he's basically looking at everything he does. So imagine having a cup of tea and constantly looking at the cup of tea as you're drinking it like that. You don't do that. That's not how your vision works. So the first, I mean, it was the seventies, you know, and we forgive these things. But the first person, the first person. View doesn't match what it should be. Maybe
1: he's cross-eyed.
0: Wow. (laughs) I'm sure he isn't. But yeah, so as I say, he finds out his sister had sex, um, decides to kill her, and then gets put away in an asylum. And 20, not 20 years later, how many years later? 15 years later, I think it is. Something like that. Um, He's escaped and Dr. Loomis goes to try and find him and it turns out that he is going back to find his younger, younger sister, Laurie Strode, played by Jamie Lee Curtis. Who's fantastic in it. Although we
2: don't know she's his sister. No, we, we don't know at the start that yeah. it's his sister, but we do find out. Do, do we find out in it? No, I don't think we do. I don't think we find out that they're related until H2O. Maybe in Halloween part two, but... Oh, man, if H2O had been set at
0: Halloween... I fucking love H2O. I don't care what anyone says. They are all set at Halloween. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: That's when he comes back.
0: Alright, fucking hell.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Yes yes. Halloween egg, Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> oh my god.
0: Oh, I'll shut your mouth. <laughs> that
1: is a Shut
0: up. Anyway. Halloween anyway.
1: 5, throw Tuesday.
0: Alright, we're not tearing it apart just because you aren't going to win. We're
1: not tearing it apart, we're tearing your complete.
0: I'm going to tear you apart in a minute. I'm going to tear your ass apart. That's right. I'll peg you. You don't want to be pegged by me. Very forceful. Anyway, this was Jamie Lee Curtis's first film. She is a screen virgin in this film, I believe. And she does it very,
2: very well. She does. And um everyone will have seen the facts on like Instagram or Twitter about like how she was so worried about her not doing a good job and when Carpenter phoned her, she thought she would get inside oh. and really is like, Oh no, you were just incredible. Um Did you read about her technique of how she's one stayed? to ten. Yes. Yeah. So basically
0: because she didn't know which um, order she was going to be filming in, she had a system where um, if she was in like mild peril, it was on like a three or something. If she, if she was uh, full on hysterical, it was a ten. So each day on filming, she'd mark where she was on an emotional level, so that when she jumped back into it, she knew exactly where she was going to be. Which is a really smart thing to do. I wonder if other actors do that. I'm sure they do. I don't know, but it's really smart. You should to go like anyway.
1: Lady, Lady Gaga and just stay a character for eighteen months for <laughs> Fall of Gucci. Fall of Gucci.
0: Was Was she for real, 18 months?
1: That's rumours, whether she stayed in character full Jared Leto-esque. I think the thing with
2: Halloween is, like you said, everybody knows this film so much.
0: Yeah, I don't feel I have to sell it that
2: much. You don't have to sell it. Yeah. What we have to do is destroy it.
0: No, (laughs) don't be destroying it.
2: I would not try and destroy Halloween. I think Halloween is a fantastic film. I do think, though, again, with it being, like, from the 70s. I do think, like, there are some, like, really dodgy, not dodgy things in there, but I do think some of the... Some, blah, blah, blah. I do think that our lead characters, our lead actors are really good, but I almost feel like all the other actors that are in there are kind of, like, just friends of people, that like they've gone, oh, do you want to just help me out because I'm short-staffed? The thing is, um, there's, there's a lot of filler in it, I will say that,
0: a lot, a lot of filler, and the girl who plays, the girl who plays Annie, Nancy Keys, she actually rocks up, um, from what I saw in IMDb, like three Halloween films, so she's in the first one, she's in the second, and she's in, uh, Season of the Witch, <laughs> not a character at all, just playing the dude's ex-wife or something, um, so I don't know if she's got some sort of relation to Carpenter or
1: Deborah she's, Hill. Obviously. Maybe she's just someone he liked to use. Let's face it; we all know directors have people they like to work with.
0: Yeah, yeah. and 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 obviously Jamie Lee Curtis went on to star in The Fog as well. So yeah, he does tend to have this repetitive cast, and that's absolutely fine. Um, PJ Souls in it. I love PJ Souls because she's she's iconic, and obviously, why wouldn't you want someone who was in Carrie in your film? No. Why wouldn't you want that? However, <laughs> she really gets on my tits when they're walking and they're doing the whole um And he wanted me to do my homework and I left my book, but I said, I don't have the book to do the homework. And he didn't want me to do the homework. And I'm like, you've literally repeated yourself like 12 times. And I know that's not on her. She'll have probably been told, just go ahead
2: and ad this bit. Just, you know, just wing it and say something about school. She says totally all the time. Yes. Uh, and I'm, it's funny you picked that out because I've literally... One of the things I put is, I love PJ songs, but the vocabulary character uses is yeah. just so annoying. Yeah. Totally. And it, 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 totally. totally. And it totally, totally. annoying though. Totally. But it, it feels like she's been asked to improvise. So, yeah. That's what you've just said, yeah?
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> literally what I've just said.
1: <laughs> Ooh,
2: sorry. Chris is... Fucking chaos now because I've repeated something. Uh, but no, you're right. It feels like she's been asked to improvise. And she yeah. just don't know how to improvise, no. so she just goes and just keeps speaking about something mundane. Um,
0: well, you said this right. I mean, I, she does. She does do that, and I feel like a lot of people do this. And I noticed it recently. To, sorry to go off topic. But when we're watching Scream, like some of the some of the dialogue you get at the back of Scream is just absolutely ridiculous. It's just nonsense but it's supposed to be filler to what moves you on to the next scene, but at least have it been believable because it sounds ridiculous. And w- while we're talking about it not being perfect as well, Annie's death um is hilarious. She doesn't look like she's getting strangled at all. It looks, like, it looks like it should have a Benny Hill soundtrack over top of it. I
2: do think it's funny that um, Jimmy Lee Curtis is just like, oh no. Like, is that Annie's death? Whose death is it when Jimmy Lee Curtis is on the, on the phone? PJs are having sex. PJs like, yeah. does this sound like people having this is how you imagine. But well,
0: she's a youngster and a virgin. And a virgin. So yeah. yeah, maybe she thinks that's what it is. But again, this, one of the shortest sex scenes ever. I mean, he's literally rolled on top of her, done his business, and that's it, she's having a cigarette. It's like, me. that did not look satisfying for you. Oh, she said it was great. Well, I think she's lying. I think she's faking it. I don't know what else to say. I really don't, because it's like there isn't, there isn't a lot I can say about
2: Halloween without
1: It's hard to sell a classic.
2: It absolutely is, Um, and that's that's what it is. It's a classic. It is a classic. I'll tell you some things that I wish that they didn't do Mm. in Halloween. I wish we get didn't get to see Michael so early on, as in not not like Michael Myers, like when he's a little boy, Michael in his like the garb that we come to know as the killer, so his mask and his overalls. I wish we didn't get to see him so early on, and I wish he didn't pop up so many times and then magically disappear because it is not a ghost and he's not a magical character. Right, you said this.
0: um, It has been put forward that Michael Myers does have some sort of supernatural element purely because of how many times he's been stabbed and thrown out of windows and beaten around and still continues to live and still continues. Like, if you watch Halloween Kills, you know, like, he's still going on it at this age. he has got to be an OAP now. It is, so, ri-
1: it is really difficult.
0: D- d- people have said there is some sort of supernatural element about him. And I think the thing that works with it as well, him popping up so early and in different places, is it's being done in broad daylight. It's not being done in the dark a lot of the time. So when you first see him, it's in the day. And I don't think you expect to see a villain in the day. Like, primarily, horror films are set in the evening. And, you know, that's what's it's scary. It's hiding in the shadows. This guy's right in front of your face, you know? And clearly stalking Laurie. So... I, I think that's why it's put in there. I think it's got a real effectiveness about it, myself. But it is my pick. So, why wouldn't I defend? No,
1: true. I have no problem with seeing him that early and seeing him frequently. For him. Mm.
0: I do feel bad for Loomis. Like, this this guy, you know, is collecting his pension, he's having to run around after a fucking
2: psycho, and poor lad. So, I didn't know this, but apparently Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee were both approached to pay play the part oh, of the mix.
0: Man. And they
2: both turned it down because Why? it weren't paid enough. And I was so shocked when I read that. I'm like, what? Like I thought you did this for the love of like horror.
0: I've <laughs> not I've not for money.
2: I've been watching a
0: lot because everybody's doing Noir November. I'm not I'm doing I'm um, I'm basically doing like trying to do pre nineteen seventy films that I've not seen before each day. I've kinda missed today though, first day. Um and I've watched a lot of Christopher Lee so far. He's in everything, like in early 70s, late 60s, early 70s, in fucking shit tons of horror films. So it is quite surprising that he would turn something like that down. But I guess at time, Carpenter's not like, he wasn't a big established director. So well, no, there's
1: no budget for the film. And the danger is if you had Cushion or Lee in there, it'd feel a lot like a hammer horror film. I don't think you'd feel that kind of gritty nastier kind yeah. of style. You've got the slickness of them, is it? Yeah.
2: Although Donald Pleasance comes, he's also got, like, a bit of a Hammer background. I'm I sure mean, he's done quite a few Hammer films. I mean, he's an
1: established, solidly established actor as well at this point. It's not like he's just, first, not like his first film here. He's done loads of stuff by no, like this. I it. think
0: he fits Loomis really well because he isn't, like, a slick kind of he isn't a slick character. He isn't like he hasn't got it all together. He, he's fumbling his way along. He knows what Michael's about, but he is kind of fumbling
2: along. He's not the Hammer Horror household yeah. name either, is he? let yeah. right. yeah. talk about fumbling along. There's one scene where he introduces himself to Sheriff, and he goes, he goes like, Sheriff, I'm um, Loomis, Sam <laughs> Loomis. And like he has no idea what his character is called. <laughs> you're like, okay, <laughs> but I think he was like on set for like. Not long. Ago, yeah. like... Because he's not in the film. Like, I mean, not massively, no, no. But... It feels like... You know, like, when you think back to Halloween, like, it's what... It, it's, I love how your mind plays tricks on you. Yeah. Because I feel like we're in, like, pretty much every scene. And then I rewatch, I'm like, oh, no, he yeah. actually doesn't do that much.
1: Hello, Sheriff. I am Halloween. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like,
0: the whole cat and mouse situation of it with Myers and Strode, I think... She, Because, again, she is playing a child. It's not like... A a lot of people, when they're escaping villains these days... Look at me. I'm such an old fucking person. Back in old days. They're very savvy about what they do. I mean, you look at Nightmare on Elm Street, for example. That's it. You know, Nancy gets it together and starts setting booby traps and stuff like that I wouldn't even think to do that do you know what I mean so I like that Laurie is very just kind of helpless with it all she's trying to get away but it feels very human as opposed to
2: Scream Queen essentially you're going to say something I can't remember what I was going to say because you just took it over uh, no Um I thought you were going a different route with that. I thought you were going to say, like, I really love how, like, strong she is. No. <laughs> I, I, I were all, that's why I don't remember one, because I were all ready to go, yeah, because I did it in a closet. It's, like, the best, best idea, is oh, it? Oh, so, so, so
0: I agreed with you and it threw so you off. you agreed
2: with me and it, it <laughs> threw me off, yeah. For now, right. I feel, I feel, I feel like a massive, like, oh, douche.
0: Yeah, you are. Because I just,
2: I just misread where you were going. Mm. Um, thanks for that. Sorry about that.
0: Sorry about that. Um, yeah. I, I love Halloween. I love the feel of it. I love the soundtrack to it. It's it iconic. Everything about it is iconic. I don't need to tell you to vote for this film because you should already know to vote for this film. Unless there's anything anybody else wants to put forward, I think I've done my time on this. No, what
1: can you say? What can you say
0: to You can, it? you can say it's the best Halloween film ever. Otherwise... Well,
1: it's not Halloween free, is it? <laughs> Go on, tell, tell us how Halloween free is not a Halloween film.
0: Because it's it's not got Michael Myers in it. Don't fucking come at me. Don't come at me with all your oh it doesn't matter because you know they were going to go in a different direction. They were going to it didn't work and they didn't go that way, did they? They were. Same. If it was going to go in a different direction, it was working. Then we would have had different ones each time, <laughs> but we didn't
2: because it wasn't working.
1: will agreed that three is a Halloween is a Halloween film is Halloween three.
2: I mean, I'm just going to say yeah, it is Halloween three, even though it doesn't feel like Halloween film. But if the if if by your logic of if they thought it was working. Um, then obviously when they redid Halloween, they completely just didn't think anything from Halloween one straight through. All the mother films were working because we start as if none of them exist.
0: No, it was existing in a different it was existing in the same universe in a different time. Absolutely. Don't come at me with this. You tell. Right, alright then, tell me in any Halloween film, remake or reboot or otherwise, have you ever again seen any masks with fucking powers that kill you? Tell me. Tell me. You fucking can't because it's not in there.
1: It's called Halloween 3.
0: It's called Halloween 3 season of The Witch. It's, it's a, nothing, nothing it's a to do. It's a I'm not getting vote. into this. I'm not go. I'm not doing this. all right? I have high blood pressure. I'm trying to bring it down. I'm not doing this.
2: <laughs> and now you're using your medical issues to try and get sympathy votes. You're not trying to
0: get sympathy. You
2: are perfect. Just saying,
0: if you don't want me to die, don't bring up Halloween three. And
2: so, vote for Halloween.
0: Vote for Halloween. Best Halloween film out there. You know it makes sense.
2: Right. Well, moving from. Probably the most well-known famous Halloween film ever onto a much lesser underground discreet film. Fuck off. I've gone with 2003's House of a Thousand Corpses from yeah. Rob Zombie. It's a pretty basic story. Four friends get stranded, get took to an house full of serial killers and fucked up. Fucked up-ery. Up-ray. Fucked up Fucked hair, and there's a clown. And <laughs> Excuse <there's> a... <laughs> me, Captain Spaulding, him his. There's a clown, Q. and then uh, there's a demon underground doctor. <laughs> okay. Um, very standard classic Halloween fair, and this was the first Rob zombie film I ever saw. I don't think it, it is his first, but it's the first one I ever saw, and it. It blew me away the first time I watched it. It's it's grimer, it's gritter, it it looks like exploitative, exploitative, exploitative? I know exploitative? What you mean.
1: exploitative,
2: exploitative. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a grindhouse kind of exploitative, <laughs> exploitative. exploitative? Yeah. It looks like they
1: were exploited. <laughs>
2: yes, and it's 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 bizarre because it's so violent. But I don't even think it's that blood eh.
0: It's, it's violent with like old school uh lucky is it lucky thirteen, is that what I'm, like what's on your shirt right now with the yeah. cats and it all the kind of old school Halloween a lot of, horror icon stuff with
1: A lot of the stuff you see is stuff after the fact as well. Yeah. So, so while you see it and you you go, Oh look at the blood there. You don't actually see the events before you see the af- you see the aftermath and your mind just puts into place what should have happened before. Which is perfectly fine, because be if with the stuff that's included in it, well, we'd love the every horror director to not give a fuck about the censors or distribution or actually getting it out there, the questionable fact is they have to worry about these kind of things, so a lot of the work has to be done to make sure that you can actually get people to go and watch this. But...
0: Just an FYI as well. It doesn't like it was his directorial debut in terms of in terms of film. Films. He'd done music videos before
2: and such, but that as well. Yeah. Well, Bravo as a directorial debut, you cannot go wrong. I don't think he loves this film as much as I do. At the, but, t-
0: at the time, um, there was there was nothing like this out as far as I remember. I mean, I don't know if I wasn't watching the right films, but this felt very much like an entry point in terms of this kind of.
2: I think there was, but I think it was a lot more underground. Mm. And because it's Rob Zombie, I think that kind of give him a platform that, like, lesser-known yeah. filmmakers would have had. So I think we, you know, I think these kind of films exist, like, or did exist, yeah. existed before, but he was able to kind of, like, not elevate it, but, like... Bring it to bring the it forefront. To more, yeah, to like, a wider audience. Yeah. Let's
1: face, yeah, I mean, let's face it, Rob Zombie hugely popular heavy metal star. So if he turns around and says, I'm making a horror film, everyone's right, the music magazines are writing about it, the film magazines are writing about it, saying, oh, let's see how I fucked up this over-the-top, massive, huge rock star is going to make his directorial debut. Because let's face it, with White Zombie, they weren't a shy, retiring kind of band. They are a huge, bombastic... Lots of horror imagery and all the stuff they did with White Zombie <laughs> and the Rob Zombie solo stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you know he's got that love of the genre from the metal stuff he does anyway. So I will say he gets that publicity push on both fronts for the music journals and the film journals, looking to see what he's going to do. <clears throat> One thing I like is the fact that
2: because I'm not into like I, I don't even know what it, White Zombies is been for. White
1: Zombie was his White Zombie was his band, and he. And then he splintered off he... to do so it's like a yeah. Rob Zombie.
2: So I'm not into, as everyone will know, that's not like my genre of music. I don't really listen to it. So I've got no knowledge of his musical career, really. Other than the songs, that uh, I think there's the one called Voodoo Doll or something. Living Dead Girl. That will do. Yeah. Something <laughs> to do with something. Uh, but no, I'm not, I don't really know his work. What I do know, though, is that he created such, for me, a... A near masterpiece. And the cast. The cast. The cast. Like I'm,
0: I'm just looking through now because I'm a bit of a cheater with this. But like, you know, Karen Black, Karen Black. Sid Haig, Bill Mul like, a a pre the office Rain Wilson looking Rainn so cute. Wilson. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's a revelation
2: <laughs> to like just rewatch. I love Rain Wilson, Wilson in this film. Yeah. Him in
0: it. I love I love them all in it. I think the, the the parts that they've been given perfectly suit them, and I know this. <laughs> we make jokes about it because it's true. But he has Sherry Moon Zombie in every single one of his films. I, I get it. You know, you you want your wife in there. I'm t- I am a bit tired of seeing her ass. That's just because I've seen it all the time. But I happen to think that this and Devil's Rejects are the two best things she's done. I think as baby, she's absolutely amazing. She's fucked up. She's crazy. She's a psycho just ready to snap at any minute.
1: You you never feel comfortable with what she's saying or doing. It's always a bit, oh. She doesn't go completely over the top as well. She knows, whether it's good direction or good acting, she knows where to draw the line on just being crazy. It's, It's very kind of, nowadays you'd say Margot Robbie would be the archetype yeah. For Harley Quinn and that yeah. kind of level of crazy enough to be still kind of lovable and kind of odd but not absolutely hateful. Hain- she
0: pre- she presents herself as a product of a family. So, a family are nuts and a yeah. family are bonkers and I think that's enough, that's enough crazy for them to deal with. She kind
2: of just embodies what they've taught her. Now, anyone who listened to the episode where we talked about Devil's Rejects, I didn't criticise her, but I did say her performance wasn't the greatest because I didn't enjoy her in that one. And I think it's because in this one, like you're saying, she's very much on point and very on character. And the Devil's Rejects, it's almost like they're making a different film. But they the are. Car- no, but I mean, but the characters, it's almost like they're... They've rewrote the backstory of the characters to create something different. It feels so. it feels to me
0: that in House of a Thousand Corpses, we're seeing it from the outside in. So we're the we're the we're the Rain Wilsons. We're going along with them and watching this freak show and this horror show unfold. Whereas in Devil's Rejects, you're seeing it from their side, and that's why I think it's too very. I mean, I, I, that was probably what Rob Zombie intended when he was doing it because. It is all about the family in Devil's Rejects. It's not about the people, the torture, and it's mm. about them getting away, whereas this is about the people going into it. So that's why maybe it feels like two different films. That's kind of interesting,
2: because I very much think this film's baby's film.
0: I, I, But like I say, I think you're watching this more as, as an audience member. Mm. You're, watch, you're watching it get nasty and...
2: I kind of get what you're saying, but then I almost kind of disagree, because we get a lot of cut scenes into just little clips of them. Like, as the family. And one thing I love about this is that Baby is just generally quite insane. And I don't think she's got much rational... I don't think she has much of a rational thought process. Whereas in the in Devil's Rejects, she almost... Like all of them, they almost become a little bit more sensible. And are a bit more thoughtful... About what they're doing, yeah, and that kind of throws. That's why it, I love Devil's Rejects. Not going to criticise it. I think it's just as gritty and as brutal. Um, actually, probably not as like well, like you said, no, filling it in is... the gaps. I think this allows you to fill in like
1: more. Yeah, and create a lot more brutality. I think you see you see far more in Devil's Rejects.
0: And this this as well to me feels like you're on essentially a ghost train. Right at the beginning, it feels like you go, you know, you're going through it, sort of thing. And I think with those little clips of what they do that you, you don't see in real time that they've done it past and whatnot, that is like when you're on a ghost train and you get like mm. little clips of like things coming in. It's like oh, and it, it's like an overload of your senses, and it does it the whole way through the film with like the old news clips and the old adverts and stuff like that. It feels very much like a joyride. Well, it's
1: very much kind of like. You know, like when you're standing in a queue at or Orton Towers or where, or whichever theme park of choice you go. you so probably going to go
0: universally. And whichever, whichever, <laughs>
1: whichever, one, whichever one. We're UK based, so have you ever been to Legoland? <laughs> <laughs> so when you're standing sitting in the queue for Orton Towers and four parts, especially at Halloween, and they're doing the setup work while you're in the queue, so before the ghost train. So the opening of House of Thousand Corpses is when Sid, ha- Sid Hager's captain's forwarding and they do the whole setup with the the museum and the whole and that kind of stuff and the backstory, and they do that whole bit there. That's getting you primed for the. That's the cue before you hit yeah. the ghost house or the ghost train, and you have everything come at you then. And that's really clever. To say it's that sli- it's that setup to go. Right. Okay. So this is this is slightly off. This is what we're doing. This is you getting ready. We're getting you primed. Okay, and then when this shit kicks off, you're, you've been primed, you're ready to go and go with this.
2: I feel I, like an attraction. Yeah, yeah, I almost feel like that's how it was approached as well by Rob Zombie, mm. and I think that was a smart move, and I think it was an intentional move of his, don't know if this is true, but I just think it was, because then they obviously did, like, one of the Halloween Nights of Horror, uh, did, or, yeah. Orlando, as House of a Thousand mm-hmm. Cups. Which I, I would have killed yes. to go to. definitely. Yeah. That would have been insane. And I love see, I, I also love like like you said, like the start ups, like the introduction to Spaulding. I love that advert when he's like, um, murder, violence, blood, fried chicken. <laughs> You're like, What? See, the thing is as well with Spaulding in this film, you don't
0: actually know he's got any involvement no. right till end. <laughs> But you know he's, well, you know he's you, dodgy. Well, you, you do know he's dodgy, but it, in like a boy kind of way, in like a business entrepreneur, I'm trying to get my money, so away But it's not until the actual end where he pops up in the car.
2: They kill people around the start. Like They kill people at the Like, the people coming to rob the store. Oh, yeah. I will say, Yeah, but
0: yeah. if it someone's going to rob
2: your store, yeah. maybe you deserves to get killed. But that, that entire opening scene with the cop and him in the store and then the robber F, was very, very much... Like, obviously, I kind of feel like it just watched from dusk till dawn. Yeah, yeah. i have gone, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. Let me just write that script, but yeah. a little bit differently. Because it was very, very... Like, the, the entire conversation about the person who works in the ice cream parlor and then needing to go to the toilet yeah. and not blocking it again. I'm just like, this is so... Tarantino.
0: But maybe that's his nod to it, you know. People do that all the time, so maybe it was just his little nod to Tarantino.
1: Yeah, and that bit of the a- end of House of Thousand Corpses when he found out that line is wrong. It's just... <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, right, You, you do. I, we don't often touch upon special effects, I don't think, but in terms of, like, the special effects in House of Thousand Corpses, it's, it's outstanding. Absolutely amazing! Like a t- again, a total freak show of just like special effects and set design. Yeah, Um incredible, and incredible. Do you know what? I've changed my mind. I don't want you to pick
2: Halloween. I want you to pick. <laughs> 000, 000, 000, 000. Yes. <laughs> I really do. No, but I mean, yeah, it's like nice. it's visually, like like you said, it's a treat. Like when when she brings them back to the house and she goes to the front end, there's all them dolls. Yeah, hanging.
0: the weird well. mask they have at the dinner table. Yeah, fish boy. Fishboy is Fish a boy. triumph. The, the cheerleaders, she's talking to him as like, they just laid dead on the bed yeah. sort of thing. The Something baby incredible. in the
2: formaldehyde, yeah. and he brings a baby down, a motherfly fly, like, oh! The, the,
0: whole, the, whole ghost, the whole ghost train at the start is incredible. Oh, I love it.
2: Sorry, yeah. Chris, I know we're going to move on to yours soon, but I we think I'll pick my winner. Yeah, <laughs> <and> then, there's <laughs> a, then there's some awesome scenes, like when um, they finally, like, first of all, we we just ranting. We've not even said oh really. Oh, everyone but, uh, knows what everyone knows what this film's about. I love I love the film. I love Bieber. Um, a hit and is she Annie?
0: Oh yeah, she's the such one a who's just, she's such a preppy little bitch. Yeah, I and mean, then yeah. just
2: unnecessarily
0: rude. She is. They yeah. literally took you into their home. Yeah. but I mean, I to mean, be with fair, they with did. The they, yeah, to I'm her gonna her say they did start.
2: But they uh, don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't go to someone's house and then be a complete dick Yeah, them. but to be fair, even if I'd
0: been taken in... I mean, I don't like the girl. I'm just going to say that. I don't like her. But if I had gone into someone's home and some stranger were grinding up on Chris, I don't know if I'd be that happy about it. Fair.
2: Fair comment. You yeah. You know. You know.
0: But then again, at the same time, it's Show Moon Zombie, so I'd be like, you know, I've had it. You're alright. You get a pass. It's alright.
2: <laughs> but I do, I do love the cast. I love, I think Mother Fla- Karen Black as Mother Firefly yeah. is, is hit, say, she... far the the more superior Mother Firefly. I to
0: say, she changes in yes. um, Devil's Rejects, yes, doesn't she? Who does she change, did she change to? It's someone equally as known. Yes,
2: but again, she's very. She's much more serious, like the role feels more Southern, she feels more
0: Southern in Devil's Rejects.
2: You want to say Jennifer Coolidge,
0: but I know it's not Jennifer Coolidge. Coolidge, (laughs) Someone like Jennifer Coolidge. Um, Is it Stifler's mum? Stifler's, Stifler's, (laughs) Stifler's mum. Stifler's mum? No, it's Leslie Easterbrook. Easterbrook. Leslie's... Oh, she's from Police Academy, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But yeah, yeah. she feels a a lot more different. She feels southern. Um, Very southern. (laughs) Yeah. I do, like I said, I think this film's so great. I I think it's got some really twisted scenes in, like when um, he cuts that girl's father's Mm -hmm. face off and wears it to come downstairs. And he's like, oh...
0: They do that as well in Devil's Rejects. Yes. Yes.
2: With the dude from... um,
0: Salem's Lot. I forgot his name. My apologies, but the guy from Salem's Lot. Uh, yeah, I, sh- I think you just won it, Mercer. Food for the... <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think you get two beers in me, and that's it. I agree with you. All.
1: The only thing I would say is the ending is absolute mess. In what way, Chris? Do you explain.
2: Elaborate.
1: In that I fell asleep because I was back.
2: <laughs> like- well, that's not- that's a
0: you problem.
1: No, that, was-, not that a was me problem. That was a film not able to keep me. Awake because there's too many twists and turns at the end to actually keep my attention. Because they go, they go and bury them, and then they're in, then they're in that below ground kind of cavern and stuff, which is running around, and there's different set pieces. It just feels, and just feels an that, That's where you get
0: the reveal of Doctor Death. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, it's just too. For me, it would have been better keeping it focused on them rather than trying to shoehorn in. He didn't this make it kind for you. Well, maybe if he would have done, I might have picked it.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Bear. We are doing a horror podcast. I did just make a Rocky Horror reference, so I do apologise. That was a Rocky Horror reference,
2: not a dig. It's
0: fine. Amateur.
2: Anyway, amateur. I actually, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna disagree with you. I get what you're saying. I think, I think it flips its tone to do that kind of supernaturally, kind of demon like not fully i don't fully understand who dr death is or their relationship to dr death and cuz he's definitely not human it comes across to me that they give him sacrifices that
0: they give sacrifices yeah. to a person. But I like yeah but i, yeah. I kind of get like it, it goes
1: from this kind of group of kind of hills have eyes kind of cannibal kind yeah. of fucked up family to this weird supernatural running around beneath the earth and
2: oh, I, I, I get, I get exactly what you're saying. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that I think you're right, but I get what you're saying. I can understand why that might make you go, yeah, because under other circumstances, that's probably the kind of thing that I would go. This makes no fucking sense. But I think just because of how batshit everything is, I kind of just expected it to get even more batshit, and then it does. And I'm like, I kind of thought it was just gonna go crazy anyway. Um, so that's why I'm on board with it. Right. But I guess yes. why you wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. it's also yeah, kind funny. of like the reveal of, like, when they get down and there's all them other people down there, that, Yeah. oh, this is something that they've definitely been doing for a very long See, time. See, last
1: thing, I love I love 75% of the film, but the ending is just, just loses. Which is why I think Devil's Rejects is a better, better film.
2: I will say, I do actually think the actual ending for the film, although, again, actually quite predictable in regards of her not genuinely escaping, but I do enjoy that they he didn't once go, I need to give it a lighthearted finish. Yeah. I think it's great. I love it. Um I've rated it ten out of ten on DVD. <laughs> just Told so let know. <laughs> um, I do genuinely love it. It's one of them fi- it's one of the few films I've watched in my life and gone, this is fucking bonkers. And then like fell in love with the the bad characters because I'm just like, you're so insane that like I wanna be friends with you but I'm scared of you. But like I would like to like chill on an evening. I've, with you I've
0: always you had do. I've always had this like not obsession that sounds too full on, but I've I've always had this wonder of what Sherry Moon zombie was like when she was younger. Like what she, was she a cheerleader? Was she a rocker?
2: Do you know what you've said that? Do you know what I really wanna say? Like a prequel to House of a Thousand Corpses when they are younger, and like a, see how they like interacted with people, like with they a, a child, yeah, child, ch- cherry, well. showing moon zombie going crazy ass on people. I mean that like like that, that final scene where she runs after that girl and jumps on her and stabs her. Like it's one of my favorite stabbing scenes. Yeah. I I probably got a lot of favorite stabbing scenes though. well. We
0: we well. all we all know that Rob Zombie does not shy away from a backstory. So <laughs>
2: Rob Zombie, we know that you will listen to this. <laughs> Please make a prequel to House of a Thousand Copses and call it House of Ten. <laughs> House of Zero Copses as of yet. Um, I love how important
0: we think we are that Rob Zombie's listening to our podcast. Oh, I, I'm, I'm going to tweet He emails
1: around. me all the time to say what a fan he oh, is. Fuck
2: off, Rob, it's three o'clock in the <laughs> morning. I'm going to watch it. It's like someone's trying to get
1: Sherry Moon on the podcast. It's not going <laughs> to happen.
2: Yeah. He's, yeah, he's desperate for us to like just take pictures of a bum and like, tweet them <laughs> for everyone. Um, but oh, she's a good egg. Leave her alone. What she's is a good, good egg. egg is this film. And I do think that it's you know it's not the classic that is Halloween. I don't know, you know. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. Try even let me do my final summation. I try to, I'm it trying to much, pick you up everyone. here. I'm
0: saying, I, I think in terms of like greatness, that maybe Halloween is on par with us with Thousand Corpses. But fucking hell, sabotage yourself, go
1: ahead. I think that is a
2: big, big shout. I also think you (laughs) might have just made another bunch of enemies. It is not the classic that is Halloween. Halloween is an ultimate classic. But in terms of overall enjoyment, I think this gives you a better overall enjoyment and feeling when you watch it. And for that reason, I think that's why you should vote House of a Thousand Corpses.
1: So my choice next then.
0: Your your little known indie choice that no one is ever going to know about, right? I was
1: just going to say that. Thank you very much. So from the griminess of Rob Zombie's lo-fi effort to a much slicker produced piece of work.
0: Blockbuster, you might say.
1: You may say that, but I wouldn't. Oh, I would say absolutely brilliant piece of work from Scott Derrickson. It is 2012's Sinister. Never
2: heard of it, mate. Gonna, Never was, heard of it. I'm not, I'm not being funny right fair. I actually think you've been a bit dickish here because I don't think this is as well known as your. Oh, it? It surely is. No, I don't think it
0: surely. is. Surely, I'm jesting, of course. But I think a lot of people know. I
1: think a lot of people. I think a lot of people will know. A lot of people will know it from the fact that, until recently, until Host came out, all the sci- all the faux scientific work and all the Buzzfeed articles had it listed as scientifically the scariest film available online.
0: I'd agree. With, I'd agree with part of that. To be quite honest, I'll tell you why in a bit.
1: Be fair, Host is. Equal, Host is absolute. Oh, host is it, yeah. But as I say, that's if you're buying this whole kind of faux, kind of mathematical reasons why films are scary. And let's face it, every film appeals to a base nature when it comes to horror, so yeah. things that you may find scary, other people might not. I'm sure someone found Lindsay Lohan scary in Werewolves Within, but... Was it Werewolves Within? I don't want to slag no. I do not even remember a, called... I mean, that's a different film. I'm going I to call
0: it Green Screen 2020. Zoom. Zoom Film 2020.
1: Yes, I don't want to slag up the wrong film, because there is a Werewolves Within, which I think is not It's that not right. Werewolves no, Within. No, I think no. we
2: got that in as goodie bags.
1: Yes. Uh, right there. Yeah, that's...
2: don't be slagging. Now not giving us left shadows, is is the is ones ones Don't call it Amongst the, the, the shadows. shadows. There we go. There Thank
1: you very much, Mercer. Anyway, I'm completely off topic already with 10 seconds into my pitch. Because, you know, that's how much
2: you enjoyed this film, Chris. As you just pointed out about mine, it couldn't even keep my attention. You can't even talk
1: about your own film. Thank you. Quick plot breakdown. Ethan Hawke plays Ellison. Oh my
0: god, it's Ethan Hawke.
1: It is indeed Ethan Hawke. Plays Ellison, the crime writer, who, while he was riding a high Early in his career with breaking a huge case with his book, he is now on a more downward slope, finding himself having the right copy and textbooks for the colleges, until he gets the opportunity to move into the house where a grisly unexplained murder has taken place, and moves in, and as you would expect in this kind of scenario, they live there, pay the mortgage off, retire... I think with, I was fine. Everything is really good. Weird shiz starts to happen with the discovery of a whole set of old films. For the audiences at home, that that was our dog sneezing in the middle of my pitch and not Faye and Mercer laughing at mine.
2: My... <laughs> and sneezing into my beer. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then pulling the face of like, what the fuck just happened?
2: <laughs> and I'm literally. Yes, sc- I'm still going to
0: drink it. We're all right.
1: Right. If you if every, if everyone's ready to settle down, dog, fireworks get off outside. We're recording this the day after <sighs> bonfire night. Cause apparently not
0: going against us. <laughs> one yeah,
1: one day is not enough. Every, none of these fireworks were going on until I started my pitch. Anyway, yes, weird shenanigans start happening in the house, led by the discovery of a set of old eight millimeter tapes. Sinister is a classic Haunted House Tale, is isn't it? It's part procedural investigative drama, part straight out scares and shocks and jump scares, and they meld together absolutely brill- brilliantly. As I say, is is much slicker than both Halloween and House of a Thousand Corpses. But where's the harm in a big Hollywood slickly produced, well acted production?
0: No one, no one's saying there is. No one's going against you. I assure you.
2: Well. I would tell you this. Actually, no, I, I, so I, we saw *Sinister* at Fright Fest.
0: One of us saw *Sinister* at Fright oh, did at you Fest. One of us fell asleep and then woke up during the box scene and thought a bomb had gone off and oh, freaked. out. For...
2: you fall asleep?
0: I do Sinister. not know, mate, but I did. I fell asleep and then I woke up on the box scene and I genuinely thought that a bomb had been set off. Well, I a saw
2: *Sinister* at Fright Fest and it was one of my top picks, Chris. It's a great film. Please to know. I think Ethan Hawke is an actual revelation in this film. I think he's fantastic. His, I wife, think Ethan, is not. Ethan His wife is His is terrible. Mm-hmm.
1: Ethan Hawke is criminally underrated. Oh, he is, absolutely. He is a spectacular actor.
2: <sighs> you see, I want to I say that, but then when I watch him in Blade, I hate him, and then I see him in... In Blade? Yeah. he's in Blade? Yeah, he plays the main badder. Yeah,
1: uh, no, that's no, Stephen no,
2: Dove. that's Stephen oh, Dove. What do I mean, Ethan Hawke? Oh, that's that. That's what. Even more before Sunrise.
1: Even training day. Yeah. Oh, Boyhood. completely wrong thing
2: Oh, I apologise, Ethan. Huh? So you, you might not be a revelation. You might actually just be really good. I thought you were Stephen Duff,
1: which made you a revelation. Now it is not like Stephen
0: Duff. They're like twins. No.
1: I can there's a kind. I can kind of see. Yeah, there's a kind of off similarity with the two of them.
2: Why are we not allowed to just agree with each other? Because he's never on my side. <laughs>
0: Is never on my side. Anything. I could have turned around then and said, oh, they look exactly the same. And he's like, no, there's a very big difference. And it, it always has to be a confrontation, Chris.
1: Anyway, Ethan Hawke, spectacularly brilliant and I yeah. feel criminally underrated actor. But as yeah. you say, Murcia, he's great in this. His wife, the problem is she doesn't have a great deal to actually do because it's him who drives the whole plot. She's just there to get hysterical and... Essentially, just shouting, shouting. She's there to be not even the voice of reason. She's there, essentially, just being a bitch to his she's character naggy, the whole she's way through. Very yeah. naggy, isn't
2: she? To be fair, though, he does like it well. Also, just to correct myself, Daybreakers. Ethan Hawke in Daybreakers is not good. Right. Ethan Hook in this film is really good.
0: I don't know where his wife is from. I don't know her accent. Is it French? Is it British? She's British. Is she British? Because she doesn't sound all that British. When is she American playing
1: British? She's clearly... When she speaks in the book, she's no, clearly Stephen. British.
0: no, no Stephen.
2: Like, she, she was born in Hammersmith in London. She is full-on British. No,
0: she used to get herself looked at. She used to have a word. She's probably,
2: she's, it, it's probably due to work, isn't it? Like, so she's um, travelled and spent a lot of time in different places working. And, you know, I'm defending her. But in this film, she is the one thing in this film that I go, fuck off. Yeah. I don't like her. And remembering that this film's got children yep. in it, yep. who I normally hear, again, the children in this film are fantastic. Yeah,
1: I mean, the whole supporting cast is great. James Ransone, who plays the deputy, is absolutely super. Vincent D'Onofrio, rock it up as yes. an occult professor. And at no Aww. point at no do you watch that and go, that makes no sense whatsoever. You watch that and go... Yeah, I would completely believe that he is a man who knows everything about a court history. I love
0: me a bit of Vincent D'Onofrio. I do.
2: I think James Ransom in this is... I love the
1: relationship between... It's, it's his a Final
0: part. Destination guy. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Deputy I mean, So... Yeah, for You've
0: been crazy, lady. Crazy. Well...
1: <laughs> Deputy it's, So-and-so. He's yeah. also,
2: like, the, the lead in... Um, Sinister Two. You never watch Sinister oh, 2 we I've watched, watched it. Sinister Two. I have watched Sinister Two. I don't mind it. No. Worse um, but he's also in a film called Ken Park. So I've watched him um, auto asphyxiating, masturbating, and shooting his blood. Oh, nice family viewing. If anyone's viewing. seen Ken, Ken Park, um, I
1: have not. So now I'm I watch, I will him, be now.
2: I watch <laughs> him in a very different light now because I'm like, I've seen your penis. Oh, um, is it your no, penis? Think, I want to know. Yes,
1: it's a very good. Oh, piece. is it?
0: Is yeah. it girthy or A
1: Bit of both. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not teaching yeah. this film on this how his cock is and um,
2: on camera as well. He, he he shoots a lot. Uh, is it for real shooting? Yeah, he actually. Wow. Ejaculates on the so I swear so to cool.
1: fucking god. <laughs>
2: All right, sorry, So that's why everyone <laughs> should watch Ken Park, end of it. Yeah, episode. anyway. Uh, um, no, I think the relationship in him and Ethan Hawke is really cool, and I kind of like the way that they almost dumb him down, but then he's like, I'm not actually that good. Yeah. Well. No, yeah. he's,
1: clearly, he's yeah. clearly quite a smart deputy, but as you say, he's just... It's because he gets sucked into that kind of fame as well. The way, cause Essentially, this serves slightly as a parable for ch- the dangers of chasing fame. He said, if even Hawk, and felt the need to chase that high that he had back from the old days, then they'd have been fine. They could have stayed in their ha- house back home. He could have stayed writing college textbooks and kept paying the mortgage. But no, he needed that high. He needed that yeah. fame. Because not, not, when you look at him, he's not on about just the buzz of actually solving the murder and no. putting the family to rest. He's on about the book tour, the money, the fame, yeah. the... And I
2: think that's such a, it it just highlights like what we are as people that sometimes you are willing to risk losing everything you've got to get one thing that's not as important. Yeah. And that's such like a bizarre kind of human reaction to stuff. It's like, why would you do that? Like, why would he risk, like, like his wife says to him, I'll take the children and I'll go. And he's like. I won't carry on, and then still carries on, and you're yeah. like, "Why would you risk everything for that?" Well, he says he's doing it for the family. He's not doing it for. the family. No, he's doing it for himself. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, he. The, and, and, he's
0: and he's Walter White in it. Is he, what he's doing.
2: That's evidenced when he sits and watches himself on TV in an interview because he wants to relive yeah. them. He can't let it go. Yeah. The As set.
1: The set pieces are the, are the absolute standout star. We
0: we we've just got a new Hoover. We've got a shark Hoover. We are going up in the world. Oh, we're just getting that,
1: adults. This is, I how, don't know. this is how the well the podcast is taken off. We're making shark we're shark, making shark vacuum money. Shark, so, human, shark vacuum cleaner. We bought a
0: shark vacuum, and on the front of this shark vacuum, I've never had this before. Are lights. I've never had a vacuum with lights before. But every time so I fun. use that
2: motherfucking vacuum,
1: do I think of the lawnmower seat. The best... Every the, time I use it, the I'm best, like, the best set yeah. piece in *Sinister*.
2: All of them Super 8 videos oh. are ridiculous. One of my, like, two pieces of knowledge. That might not be knowledge. Everyone's probably read it. You probably already know. But one of my one thing I like about it is that the very first time Ethan Hawke watched them scenes is when he's being filmed. Oh. For them. Because he wanted to watch them not knowing what, what he was going to see oh, so really that he could problem. react to the actual, what was on the screen. Right, he so a picture
0: acting. of the deputy's penis and he had to react to that as well.
1: Can we leave that? <laughs> and then also oh, so. I, didn't, I didn't sit here going off Going on, do you see Jamie Lee curses little? <laughs> Chris
0: oh. I'm joking I will get to why I appreciate this
2: film very soon because this film is actually quite fucking scary for me it's very good also the very opening scene which I think is probably the strongest opening scene from all three films the, like, which is the Super 8 video of the family hanging three they're three th- yeah, from Halloween. Oh,
0: sorry. I thought you meant three sinister films. I was like, was there a third? No, from sorry. the three films we've talked about. Yes,
2: yeah, sorry, my apologies. Probably the strongest. For me, mm. the strongest opening. I think it sets the scene so much more than ours do. Yeah. Um, because it it also it, it follows the storyline through, whereas ours almost kind of like deviate off. Yeah. Um, but like when they did the hanging scene, they stunt people, stunt people who do the hanging and someone fucked up the nooses. So when they dropped, they were all actually hanging. <laughs> Shit. None of them died. Oh,
0: fucking hell,
2: though. <laughs> fuck can you imagine that? So obviously they had to redo it. So what we're watching on the screen, is them just fucking slowly dying. No. <laughs> they have had like to do it again so that, you know, these people don't die. But can you imagine that? I
0: mean, the, the, the lawnmower scene for me does it. The, Absolutely. And, and, it's, and you do not see that coming. No, out. the lawnmower scene,
1: because it's just, I'm in Venus cinema watching it. And as you say, it's just going. It's just going on in pitch darkness. Yeah, just, like, well, kind of, a <laughs> little bit, of, little bit of light off the front of the lawnmower, and then just suddenly it's over the heads. Like, what fuck?
0: a fuck? <laughs> <Dude>, fucking <laughs> Christ! But um, scariest for me is because I mean, Bagul, You know, as much as it might look like a Slipknot member, it does not matter when they do the scene. well, sorry, not the scene where they show the video where um, the kid has. Drowned the parents, and you see Bagool's face in the pool. Genuinely shits me up. Like I hate that visual. It reminds me of like, and I'm sorry because I do it to every episode. It reminds me of um, Al Brooks doing the monster in Twilight Zone. That kind of say it's kind of the same face. It's really weird. And yeah. I don't like the way he's looking at me. And oh my god, the subtleties as well. Like when he's in the videos, and you just get Bagool turn his head slightly when he's looking away. And you're like fucking hell. That's that is really creepy. That is genuinely creepy.
1: It is, it is genuinely creepy. And as I say, the whole, all the videos alone are great. And as I say, the whole through line, as they actually start to piece it together actually hangs together and works. You don't. It's not something that you can tell the writers here haven't just gone. Oh, I'll get a load of death scenes and just cobble them, cobble some storyline together around. Yeah. When you actually listen to the through line and the how things work, it all actually comes together and actually makes perfect sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I think what works so well as well with, especially, like, the Super 8 videos uh, um, amplifies how freaky they are is the score that we have mm-hmm. over the top because it's it's a Rumble, bit... Rumbling. Intense. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's quite, like, I think it's a little bit hectic, <laughs> but a little bit, like... Like, it's just like if you're having a fucking mental breakdown and you go and kill your family, you can imagine this is the kind of thing that's going on in your mind. I a lot of screeching. Yeah, lot of that, I don't know yeah. we've
0: discussed it before. Um, and I, I'm sorry, I can't for the life of me think what film it was now. But there have been films that have used techniques where they use a bass so low that
2: it does kind of put you about. And I think Sinister... <laughs> what film did we discuss would have been... Antrim, yes, it, it was Antrim. It wasn't Antrim, though. We discussed this in Duma, we'll move on. We did discuss it before and we will remember and we'll remind everyone of that film and make them watch it.
0: But yeah, uh, Sinister, I do believe, has got that kind of low rumbling bass that just puts you off. There's something not right about it. It's an incredible score. I mean, I, I know I was joking earlier about all the penis stuff because that was just a joke. You know I like to joke about penises and whatnot, but <laughs> but Sinister is a genuinely creepy film, like I've, I've, wa- I've actually watched it quite a few times, probably about seven times I've watched.
1: I imagine, yeah, it's one, of those things, it's one of those things I'm quite happy to keep going back to, if it's on weather, put it on halfway through 20 minutes, just, I will sit there and watch the whole yeah. of Sinister regardless. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's good as well to see his breakdown into madness, because obviously he is chasing that fame. But the more he goes along and the deeper he gets into it, he it, it, it makes a very smart decision at one point and goes, right, we're off. That's it. Yeah. We pack up, get in, we are gone. I am not staying here a minute longer. It took him a while to get there, quite a long while to get there. But well, it's the
2: end of the film,
1: practically. Yeah, no, no, yeah. But,
0: what I, but what I mean is he probably should have done that sooner. Yeah. But when he does, you're like, okay, that's smart. You're getting out. That's, that's the fine.
1: thing. It's nice to see him written smartly where they've got where they've looked at it and gone, okay, at some point he's going to have a breaking point where he goes, you know what, no, this is, this is too far. I love the
2: jump scares in this film because I think they play very well. Specifically, again, probably one of my favourite scenes from all three films that we've watched yeah. is when he's approaching the box uh-huh. and then his son comes out of the box screaming. I, I remember watching that in the cinema. That was, that's the that's part where I woke up. up. That's the part where I was just like, I mean, I go jump, but I could feel like that kind of, like that vibe in the room of people freaking the fuck out at that scene. Yeah. Because it was so unexpected because I think we spend a lot of the time in this film, even though we know families die. I think, and a child disappears. I still think we anticipate it to be probably the father or the the parent yeah, yeah. who is the one who's going to instigate and cause the damage or the person. At least the person who finds the video, yeah, yeah, to be the one who does it. Um. So when we see like the impact that's that's happening on the children, even though that's an external thing that's just amplified because he's moved, it's just adds to that entire like scenario, which makes you understand the bad actress' wife, desperately not wanting to be there yeah. and wanting to just get back. Um, uh, it's 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 a really good choice,
0: the,
1: the
2: kids in this as well are spectacular. They're both really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they really so. like, I mean, the
0: little girl always reminds me of the little girl from The Woman. You know, that kind of innocent kind of thing, but also kind of aware of what's going on around her. Creepy uh, yeah.
1: paintings all over the walls.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves a creepy painting. That'd
1: be enough. That, that's a red flag right there. <laughs> mm.
0: And I think, as well. I mean, and obviously, in like more recent years, he has become more of a figure. But I don't think the Bagul gets the villain status that he should. He's he's a he's a horrible character. I think it's cause more because
1: he influences them rather than does oh, no, the actual.
0: I I just mean in terms of, like you know. People dress up for Halloween yeah, uh, and stuff like. That. I think McGaul should be someone you should consider. A very, I think he's a fucking. He's grid. a very.
1: He's a very dapper dressed man. Dress, <laughs> dapper <laughs> dressed demon. He
2: is, he is. I'm not. Gonna but then Babaduck, you know, not gonna lie, he is probably my least favorite thing in oh, the film. Oh no! Vigler again. I think sometimes I've got issues and So sometimes I want to see things. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. So I like like the fact that he's in the corner of pictures or caught in this. The or the swimming pool yeah. yeah. But then later on when he becomes like a full fledged. Stepping out. of step yeah. Then I'm like, oh, I don't like this aspect of the film. I, I think that's the
0: only thing I don't like at the end is where he picks up the little girl yeah. and walks. Yeah. I her mean...
2: her, and you're waiting for that like, jump scare at end. And it doesn't
0: actually give you that jump scare, does it? I don't think it gives you a like final jump scare. No, it just ends it, just, it just ends
2: it to make you feel more uncomfortable yeah. than you already have. <laughs> like, but I do enjoy like what I find a little freak and wish we didn't get to see like that So do you know when all the kids turn up? Yeah and there's that awesome scene like where they're all real they're like in slow motion, like running in slow motion. Oh they're doing motion, all playing and yeah. they're doing all yeah. jumping and yeah. running around, yeah, yeah. jumping on tables yeah. and they're behind them and things like that. It's so good. But then the makeup is so Kind of basic
1: Victorian ghost, yeah, yeah. And, like,
2: yeah. Not, yeah, and you're like, that's not what they are. Like they're from the 70s, the 80s, the 60s. Like they're but not. It's, it's kind of the souls yeah. essentially. So but I, I, I just wish what. that it would have. I, I don't know. I just think there would have been something a little more freaky about them still looking normal. If,
0: if they, I, I think if they'd maybe made them look like they're doing like 13 Ghosts, where they are a pro- maybe a maybe product. Black. More, Black eyes. More, oh yeah, or just maybe like a product of what they've done. Mm. Yeah. So like, if someone's drowned, be dripping and. Okay. Yeah. Do but, but again, we can't change films. we can't. No, change we, them, can't so. we
1: can't do. You know. Also, none of them drown. None of them. No, die. no, no. That's no, why I'm just... saying
0: it. it's just it'd just be nice to have them be. That
1: would it'd just, be more nice yeah. to have them as a product of their time rather than yeah yeah so that kind of weird Victoria. You want know, one of them with like a Michael Jackson glove on and just <laughs> <laughs> moonwalking across the. Uh, I mean, <laughs>
0: You said this, though, but I, I rewatched um Carnival of Souls the other day because it's one of my favourite films ever. It's incredible. And the makeup in that is so basic,
2: but so effective. But I think that's the difference, though. So these, the makeup in this is basic, but it's it's decent-looking makeup. Yeah. But it, it does take you to a certain time frame in your mind. Mm. Carnival of Souls is just pale with dark eyes. Mm. It's just white and dark and And actually, that might have been... A better, I mean, better... Yeah. Yeah, better yeah. attempt as, like you said, they've had the life looked out of them. We don't need, like, weird, like, marks on them and stuff like that. We don't want them to look like cracked porcelain dolls. Yeah, yeah. Like, <clears throat> it would have just... both and it's so... It, it. You know, like, when you like, fuck, I love this, but I also just wish that hadn't happened, because those scenes, like, when, when she, that little girl's on the table, like, behind him, like, <laughs> like I'm like, that's so fucking cool. Yeah. I just wish she didn't look the way she looked. Like, if like I said, even if she'd have just looked normal, that might have freaked me out a little bit more. But, I mean, even with that, a
0: sinister is still amazing. And, a, mis- yeah. and a
1: miserable ending as well. Yeah, no, ha- yeah. no happy ending for the uh oh, for i like the had, Ellison, I had had a
0: miserable ending. I do.
1: I
2: love the ending of Sinister. What? I love the reveal, even though we we kind of know but the reveal that it's the children and the fact in this one, like because it's the little boy and the little girl, the fact that it was the little girl that was the one that was the one that he wanted. Yeah. Because you know when we see that it's kids, he's not he's not very he's, he's not gender specific about who he takes. No, no. Um, I'm guessing it's just the youngest one in the family because they're more easy. More susceptible yeah, to, to influence. Influence yeah. more susceptible to it. But it's so fucking dark. And I think, like, that's the point where that little girl, I'm like, you are so good because you are quite fucking scary. Yeah. Right yeah.
1: now. Red little redhead child children. That's what it is. <laughs> it
2: is.
1: Freaky. But I think we've sufficiently covered how amazing Sinister is. It's it's one of them really weird things as well when you think, look at Sinister. And you go this big kind of scary film, and then you look a few years ago that the writer and director are doing Doctor Strange.
0: That that is bizarre.
1: However, uh, they are next year reuniting with Ethan Hawke for the absolutely fucking brilliant looking Black Phone.
0: Oh yeah, Black Phone from, good
1: from the Joe really from the Joe Hill to so the Stephen short story. So the guys are guys who wrote directed Sinister. With Ethan Hawke from Joe Hill, brilliant horror author's short story, there is absolutely no way that That'd be a winner. there is no way that film is going to miss. I've seen the early reviews for it, and apparently Ethan Hawke plays—he is the killer this time. He is, the, he is the bad guy the piece, but apparently he is skin crawlingly nasty Amazing. and bad. Awesome just want to shout
2: out again to Scott Derrickson because he's all, he also directed a previous Spit okay. grades film, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, okay. So okay. he knows what he's doing and he knows what he's doing with supernatural stuff. Um, yes. And he's really fucking good at it.
1: Very talented, man. So just to sum up, Sinister, brilliant script that hangs together and makes perfect sense. Direction for the scares, absolutely brilliant. Amazing. and Hawk performance and a series of set pieces that rival any of the scariest and best put together things you'll see in cinema at any point. And that is why you should vote for Sinister.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for listening this week. We've sufficiently rambled on. Um, Sorry if none of it was coherent.
1: First one back, you know, we're we're, at the same professional level we've always been. Yeah.
2: No, I think we're this definitely feels like episode one. This is <laughs> yeah. season two, episode one. We haven't got a clue what we're doing. Be read, be
1: read. Uh yeah. Christopher, our social meets deets. Our social deets. Yes. If you need to get in contact with us or if you want to follow us, please do. You can follow us at Spit Grays on both Twitter and Instagram. We're at I Spit on Your Grays on Facebook. Should you wish to email us, you can reach us at electricpossums at gmail.com. We're available on all good podcast platforms, Acast, Spotify, iTunes, and indeed Anchor. So if you have any of those, then please follow and rate, review, and subscribe, please, because every little does help, and we're glad to be back. So please get in contact. Let us know what you feel.
2: And uh, we're going to get us the poll-up. Um the day after you've listened to this, or yep. listen to this on the day it's released, otherwise, you're going to be a bit late. <laughs> uh, and you just have to remember in that poll to vote for your favourite House of a Thousand Corpses film, <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses, um, and help me finally reclaim the crown that I so deserve. We'll see. We'll see. We all know where this episode's going. We don't. don't
0: we don't know where it's going, to. we? We don't, though. Mm. Maybe I jumped in and supported House of a Thousand Corpses so much that people now realise that Halloween is not.
2: House of a Thousand Corpses. No, because they're two different films Fair. So I hope they we're, do realise it's we're, two we're different ones. But if you're not sure, we're, we're not then say. just pick House of a Thousand Corpses. If you think Halloween is House of a Thousand Corpses,
1: pick House <laughs> of a Thousand Corpses. Either way, <laughs> please do vote. Let us know how and why you voted for your particular choice. And we will be back with the results episode the following week.
0: So until then, my pub. You're not my mother. Yes, I am. Slave, slave. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I don't know where that went. Anyway, goodbye.